0: Hey, everyone. I'm Jesse Sparks, host of the new podcast, The One Recipe, from the team behind the Splendid Table. This pod is all about that one recipe that you lean on. The one you share with friends, the one you make when you need a little love, and the one you know will work every single time. Every week, I talk with chefs and gifted cooks from all over the world about their one and the story behind it. We're here to help you build your kitchen library one dish at a time. Follow The One Recipe wherever you get your podcasts. The world is a dumpster fire I'm Amy and I'm Grace and we want to help and fair warning our help comes with some strong language attached so maybe tuck some little cotton balls into the ears of your little ones because we about to say some things. As a
1: reflex to the fucking madness on the news, we're keeping it positive, uplifting, but
0: opinionated. We talk about cultural moments we love, talk to people we adore, crushes we have, and self-care we stand. During these trying times, we all need a show that focuses on joy. This is The Antidote.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our show, The Antidote. We are so grateful that you are here with us today.
0: Yeah, it literally means so much. We've been seeing. Um, people rating us five stars on on Apple Podcasts and leaving beautiful reviews and tagging us on. Instagram and Twitter. And it's just amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for tagging us in your stories. Thank you for
1: sending us love in our DMs. Thank you uh, for, you know, telling a friend about the show. Uh, Thank you for um, telling your mama about the show, your daddy, your cousin. Thank you so much for all the love. And um, uh, Amy, did you hear that uh, Oprah what? Oprah
0: yes. has heard. Well, to be completely accurate, Oprah Daily has heard. Okay. But you know what? It's got Oprah in it. You're right. Oprah Daily is adjacent to Queen Oprah herself. So in my mom's eyes, we friends with Oprah. But uh, but thank you for
1: all the, the beautiful press uh, that we've received. We will continue to try to bring you a show that you enjoy and um, cool guests that you like to listen to. All right. So anyway, moving on from the little love fest. We can't have the antidote if we don't have something to get an antidote from,
0: unfortunately. Starting now up top with our bummer news of the week. This first one, Grace, it's uh, really a bummer. You heard about how Mm. these airlines are dropping the mask mandate.
1: Yes, I did hear. um, Some people are very happy about it Uh,
0: I on the other hand am very sad yeah I'm very sad it fills me with a sense of dread and panic because it feels like like isn't this how this shit spread in the first place like people getting on planes sick and then and I know people are saying that like oh they've changed the air filtration in the plane but what I do know is pre-pandemic every flight I ever took I felt a little sick afterwards and with the mask
1: that doesn't happen listen so let's talk first about Naomi Campbell fucking icon of the skies okay okay so i used to get sick on every single flight that i took but then um i never had did the mask like she did before the pandemic but i did start wiping down everything Mm -hmm. and that helped um but literally i used to get a cold every time um we do know that covid is airborne Yeah. Um, And we do know that the longer the time you spend around a person that is infected, whether you have a mask on or you don't have a mask on, you are likely more likely to get affected the longer time you spend with someone. So on a flight, even if I have my mask on, if I'm sitting next to somebody with COVID, guess who's getting COVID? Grace.
0: Yeah, exactly. It makes me so angry that literally. A single federal judge, um, some dork from Florida, knocked down the Biden administration's public transportation mask mandate. And now, like, literally flight attendants were going up and down the aisles collecting masks. And I saw a video where this woman was immunocompromised and filled with terror on her flight as they were cheering and taking masks from other people, and she was like, did they have to announce this mid-flight? It's like, you couldn't wait till people landed? It's so disrespectful. It just assumes, it's so hard for me when organizations just assume that what they want to happen is the norm for everyone. You are a company that serves all different types of people, so to just assume that, like, everyone's gonna be cool with the masks coming off is so wild to me. I I, I also am just,
1: like... Yeah, let's like not make the rules for assholes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not make the rules for assholes. And let me tell you something. If you ever see me on a flight and you ask me why I'm still wearing my mask, mm-hmm. you going to get a little clap back because I don't ask me you why you're not wearing your mask. Please leave me alone. So leave
0: her alone. And you know what? Leave me alone. That's not the only bummer this week. As always, there's more. Um, So I'm sure you heard about this Bronx apartment fire that happened back in January. It killed 17 people, eight of them children, and more than 60 people were also injured. Well, the residents are still waiting for millions of dollars in aid. The other hard part about this is that the building is mostly inhabited by Gambian immigrants and other West African people. So basically, it's just a bucket of brown people waiting for aid that New York has not yet given. It's four months later, and only a fraction of the aid promise has trickled down to the survivors. The city promised them $4.4 million, and there are about 150 displaced families still waiting.
1: Uh, First of all, $4.4 does not sound like enough. It's not! But as, like, for these pennies, you're making these people wait. Like, they need a place to live. They need to get new belongings. They probably have children that they need uh, things for that were probably burnt up in the fire. I mean, let's rush things to these people. Like, you know, what is taking so long? I understand bureaucratic red
0: tape, but... You know, it's an emergency. Yeah, that's the issue is that when it's Black and brown people experiencing an emergency, remember Hurricane Katrina? Remember Puerto Rico? When it's Black and brown people experiencing the emergency, we're always left waiting.
1: You know, uh, it's already distressing enough to lose everything that you have in a fire, especially if you're not from here. You don't have right. family in other places right. that can help support you. That you're, if you're an immigrant... Um, already you're facing a lot of xenophobia and discrimination. Both of us come from immigrant families, so we are very familiar with that. So, um, you know, anything that we can do to help um, would be great. Yeah. Um, So that rounds out our bummer news this week. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the world uh, is a challenging place.
0: Let's just say that. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get into the antidote then. Good. So, this is the segment where we tell you about the culture we consumed and things we did this week that made us feel better about the bummer news. So, what was your antidote this week, Grace? Let's hear it. Um, well, I turned down, I fired up uh, Miss Netflix.
1: Mm-hmm. She's having a bad week, but I, I fired. Yeah, we got to support our anyway. sis. <laughs> <laughs> We got to support our sis. You know, Ted Sarando's got a black wife. I want Netflix um. to do well. <laughs> Yes. So does have a black wife. That is very true. So we support you, sis. And because of you, him. Um, So uh, let's get into Selling
0: Sunset. Uh, uh,
1: The joy. I didn't realize it
0: dropped. Oh, shit. I'm behind.
1: Is back. Oh, my God. And it is full of... As usual, yes, of drama, yes, and rich ass real estate mm-hmm. and fashion. You know, mm-hmm. three things that I love very much drama, high class real estate, and fashion. So, um, <laughs> let me first tell you, girl, do you know they got a black girl this time? No, they don't. No, they don't. They oh, no, do and I'm she worried. is glorious. Let me tell you about is. her. Of course, she is. Her name the, is Ebony Chelsea. Queen? Lankani. I hope I'm saying that right, sis. Forgive me if I'm not. But her name is Chelsea Lankani. She looks like Black Barbie. Mm. She, her fashions are amazing. Her lines are iconic. The, the weave is snatched. Uh, Everything about this sis is amazing. Now she is coming in friends with Christine. Uh I am. I am curious Aligning to see if dog? that yes, I see. sticks uh, because, you know, although Christine, we, we have to admit that the villains on reality TV do help the show keep going. Yeah. Like we need to hate them yeah. in order for the show to have some sort of and drama about And need to see it. her
0: lips keep getting bigger and bigger.
1: <laughs> Even though I am not a fan of Christine, I understand her purpose. Uh, so she comes in, bring, Christine brings her in, um, but she is, she's like... A mom, a wife, and just just killing it on all levels. And I'm looking forward to seeing what her presence is on the show. I'm only like two episodes in, so we will see that. It's just so fun to see uh, all that real estate. And the girls are like dripping in Chanel and Bottega and Fendi and uh, like jewels. So it's just jewels. fun to look at all these girls. I'm obsessed. But it's giving me everything that I uh, need. I like this. I said, I love... Like reality TV, because it just really allows me to just soak it in and not think about the dramatic structure of things. So I am ready. That is my weekend. I got some work to do, but in between my work, I'm gonna be catching up with the girls on Selling Sunset. So, Amy, that was my antidote. Uh,
0: what was yours this week? Well, in a similar fashion—is that how we're saying fashion now? I'm, I'm catching on. In a similar fashion. Yes. I, too, was committed to Netflix this week. And my oh, antidote goodness. was Ali Wong's stand-up special, Don Wong. I am obsessed with Ali Wong from day one. I used to watch her clips on Instagram. She would always post videos of her dancing while her husband's looking really bored in the background. <laughs> or her ah. kids are like, ah, why is my mom weird? And I was like, I love this woman. <laughs> and literally, Dawn Wong, fuck is it good. It's like... It It hit me right in the feels. And I literally, I've had the busiest week. I've had meetings on meetings on meetings. I've had so many deadlines. I've turned in things this week and I'm in a waiting process. And like, I started this, taking this class and like, I came home from class last night at 11 p.m. I don't know why I even think I have time to take a class, but I came home at like 1130 and I was like, I haven't had a solitary, even a half hour that was just Mm. for me All week long because it's Mm -hmm. been so much work and I love my job, but you need to be able to decompress. And even though I was so tired, I literally was like, I just need to do something for me with no agenda attached. And I went on little Netflix, and that's how they say it in French Netflix. (laughs) I went on Netflix and I turned on Don Wong and I sat there. It was 1 a.m. because I came home and I ate and I. Fix my flowers, because y'all know I do my flowers. And I just sat down and I watched Ali Wong and just laughed for a full hour and cried. Because I was like, I've never felt more seen. But like, the whole thing is just like, I'm a powerful badass and I can't hide it. (laughs) And Well, first of all, let me validate that
1: whole feeling of needing a moment to yourself. Because sometimes I'll be like, I have a crushingly busy day tomorrow. And... I know it's late and I probably should go to bed, mm-hmm. but I need a need moment it. for me before it's tomorrow yeah. and it starts all over again. Yeah. So I love that you did
0: that for yourself and I love that you still arrange your flowers. Yeah, thank you. Well, if I didn't, they would die and that would have given me guilt. So I, I had to, but I was arranging the flowers while watching Don Wong and- I have a couple friends who we call ourselves monsters because we're so intense about our careers <laughs> and the things we want <laughs> and the cheese we have and watching her, I'm like, a fellow monster. <laughs> and I like loved it and I will say now that I do have a sadness that she, uh, you know, the news about her divorce is really what reminded me to watch the special because I hadn't seen it yet and I do have a real sadness because she was like an inspiration to me. Like, you can be a monster and have love <laughs> and like now I'm like, can you? But I, I I, just, everything she said was so funny, so, so like funny. raw and real. And also like just so funny. I don't even want to get into how real it was. It was just so fucking funny. The jokes were all bangers. She is so good at her job.
1: Yeah. I like, okay. I have a few ones yes. that I've thought about. Yes. Um. So first of all, I loved that <laughs> she talked about male comedians versus female comedians mm-hmm. that um. That fan pussy is delightful, but fan dick is terrifying. <laughs> like, I laughed so hard because that is so true. It's just like, you know, there's all these lovely ladies throwing themselves at stand-ups, but there's all these, like, creepy men Is like, I want to stuff you in my trunk and pull out your toenails. <laughs> I stand. I, I don't know. It's just so funny um, as women who, you know are successful in, in, in our own ways. It's just really funny to hear that verbalized in that way because it's, it is true. It's just like men's, uh, romantic uh, opportunities actually increase when they get rich and successful. And for women, oftentimes it decreases. decreases.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is a bummer because when she was like, I have never been chill and I've never wanted to fuck someone who's chill. And I was like, <laughs> scene, Seen, sis, <laughs> scene. <laughs> it's hard not being a chill woman. But yeah, so that brought me joy seeing another not chill woman <laughs> speak her mind aggressively and be funny while doing it.
1: Yeah, and just that she's it's so dirty, but um sorry mom and dad that I said those jokes. I know you listen every week. LOL. You know, as women we're so uh we have so much pressure to be nice and to keep our mouths clean. <laughs> uh Not keep a dick in them. Yes. Uh, It's so nice that she could be that dirty and funny. Um, So thank you, Ellie Wong.
0: Yeah. Those are some really good antidotes. Um, So, yeah, I hope they made you feel a little better. And I hope you, too, will support Netflix Um, This week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they lost some subscribers, so uh, they need it. Um, Why are we shilling for Netflix? I have no idea. Are you sponsoring us?
0: Fuck Netflix. HBO Max.
1: Why did we just all of a sudden become corporate shills? I have no idea.
0: HBO Max, please. I love you the most. (laughs) You know this. All right. (laughs) We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to The Antidote. We have a special guest today. Who is it, Grace?
1: Well, our guest today is a writer, producer, actor, and an Emmy-nominated queen of late night comedy who gives me life with her Amber Says What segments on Late Night with Seth Myers and hosts the aptly named Emmy-nominated Amber Ruffin show on Peacock. She has okay. written for Seth Meyers, The Detroiters, a Black Lady sketch show, and is writing a whole music. Musical adaptation of something like a hat. And if that wasn't enough, Queen Behavior, she is also the best selling author of You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey, crazy stories about racism that she wrote with her sister Lacey. She is my New York sis and a genuine delight of a human being. Please welcome Amber Ruffin.
0: Yay! Yay. She is so, Amber, you are so impressive. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but we aren't here to talk about any of that shit, okay? Oh. We know you got accomplishments, but we're here to get deep.
1: Yes. So uh, let's check in first. How are you feeling today? Like, Like, for real, like, not small talk. Like, is there anything weighing on you, or are you feeling pretty good today? Today was a mess. Mm. Today
2: was, th- if today had a theme, the theme would be... These motherfuckers. Oh,
0: oh! I had one of them days. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I had, oh, I have those of often. Yes, days. very often. <laughs> they try oh, me God. today. That's That was the theme of my day.
2: Truly, oh. they are trying <laughs> me. I didn't we feel know. you. I didn't know. I didn't know if we get like this.
0: But here we are. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're here to help raise your vibration, okay? (laughs) This show is called The Antidote because life is hard and we all need different antidotes to deal with the bullshit. So we're here to talk about that. What's your antidote? In other words, what is something non-work related that's bringing you joy this month or this week or this year?
2: So I always wear my hair in a afro. And then I'm like half doing it. I don't really care. Everyone I work with is white. When I look bad, no one knows. They don't know any better. (laughs) (laughs)
1: They don't know about edges, girl. They don't
2: know. They don't know. They don't know about edges. We love those little naps around the edges. They love it. (laughs) Um, But then, two weeks ago, I got my hair braided up, you know, in like cute cornrows. Mm -hmm. Like lady cornrows. I was like,
0: Oh,
2: this is who I am. I'm Lady Uh, Cornrose, lady. uh, Fucking forever. I will do this every second I'm not on the show. I'm going to have Lady Cornrose. This is how I'm going to
0: live now. That's low-key inspiring me. I did Cornrose for just a beat a couple years ago. I was in between hairstyles, and and I was just like, I don't know what to do with my hair. And I did it, and it, it changed my whole... Yeah. Like I stood up straighter, yeah. I demanded valet.
2: <laughs> <And> <laughs> it just changed it really who I was. You got an extra half hour on the top of every morning. You just wake up ready to go. Yes. And how does it
0: feel like greasing the scalp?
1: Yeah. The, so the easy you could
2: just touches it. just get it's
1: you could get right down in there. And I think mm-hmm. that like that moment where you figure out like your base ha- hairstyle is an iconic moment for every woman, especially yeah. a black woman. Like when we figure out like, oh, this is it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a good time to be alive. <laughs> it
0: truly is. I fully agree. Did you go anywhere in your cornrows? Did you like hit the town? I went to the Super Bowl. I was like, I'm well, out of town. Okay, so we need to in talk the about the blackest
1: this. Super Bowl of all time. The <laughs> Blackest
2: Super Bowl of all time.
1: So how was that? Who did you see? Oh, yeah, no, I did see that you went to the Super Bowl. I think I saw on on Instagram or something. So did you see
2: anybody cool? Like, what what was your experience of that? We sat in front of Heidi Klum. We sat behind Dr. Oz. What? And we sat next to. Um, Jabari Banks who is the kid who plays Will yes. Smith in the new Fresh so um, Prince reboot who yes. is my new perfect baby and I love him so bad and I certainly snatched him up and told him that he was a perfect sweetheart he was Aww. very nice look at I, was you. Like, I love you and you're perfect <laughs> and he was like please lady let go of me <laughs> you are holding me too tightly <laughs> you are not very well, big but you squeeze like a man
1: I mean, that is such a random collection of celebrities. <laughs> you know great. what I'm saying? Like, so uh, like Dr. Oz, like did they let him out?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. Who <laughs> oh, is that guy? But that was a lot of fun, our little friends, at the little pre party thing with like Chris Red and Sam J and oh, James yeah. Oh, that's like, awesome. All of them. our cute little NBC babies. It was oh. great. It was great. Yeah. And the way I got it was, NBC was like, Do you want to go to the Super Bowl? And I was like, No, I don't want to go to no Super Bowl. I don't care. But then (laughs) I was like, Oh, you know what? The only two people I know who love sports, I only know two sports boys. And there are two guys I went (laughs) to high school with who are still Mm -hmm. my very good friends. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, they're a package deal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I can't just take one person. And I said, You got to. Can I have two tickets? And they were like, Okay.
0: Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's how you got it. They didn't say, "Haven't you had enough?" Like they said, destructive? <laughs> like <it's a> destructive. <laughs> the power was like, that flows yeah, through you,
1: Amber. Just like, just go just to two more, two more for
0: my friends. <laughs> how did your friends love it? They were they had like crazy. So much fun. We had.
2: And they're my old friends from high school. So,
0: you know, all our stories yeah. are like,
2: oh, you remember the time when we drank all that beer? <laughs> they were running down the street, streaking. But then now we get to have this new, like, chapter of when we were being Aww. wild and old.
1: Yeah, they get to have, like, our friend's famous now and she can get a Super Bowl <laughs> ticket. That's so
0: cool. Uh
1: yeah, I ain't got it like that yet. Nobody asked me if I wanted to go to the Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that you said "yet." Yeah, you know it's coming That's right. one day. One day, Grace one is gonna day. be like, "Where are my tickets?" I, don't know. I asked for five. I
2: don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like that gave you like joy from, you know, just being in the environment and seeing the halftime show and hanging out with your buds from from high school uh and sharing that experience with them. Yeah.
0: Um I have a question for you Amber. You wrote a book with your sister. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it's wonderful. And literally one of the moments that chapter that you have that's like I want to put this book down and run away from it. Like I want to talk about that because Obviously, and for anyone who hasn't read it yet, you got to pick up her book. It's called You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey. It's about um, her and her sister and the experience of, of everyday racism that hit our lives. Very relatable content. Mm-hmm. Um, and that particular chapter addresses the fact that, like, sometimes dealing, redealing with the trauma can be a little traumatic. Um, and I'm curious, like, how in writing a book like this, how did you find ways to soothe yourself mm-hmm. to take care of you? yeah. I had to cut down
2: everything else. Like, mm. you know how in your normal life, you'll be like, can you believe this congressman said this racist thing? Can yeah. you mm-hmm. believe this child got shot? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just, you know, you're talking about the goings on of now. Mm-hmm, and I yeah. was like, oh, we as we write this book, we will not be doing that. Yeah, we we will absolutely not be doing that. I will. (laughs) Did you just like
1: not go on Twitter like at all? Oh, maybe a
2: little bit, but Mm -hmm. it. And at work, I would look at the news for work.
0: Right. But the second
2: I'm in my house, Mm -hmm. we're not talking about it. I don't want to hear about it. We will not Mm -hmm. be watching the news today. But that's how you do it. Is you Mm -hmm. uh, compartmentalize and you don't have. Too much
0: of any it. more compartments. It's like Ugh. it's a glass of water. Dealing with racism, with a glass of water, and you. It was filled with the book. <laughs> you didn't have room for the daily news. Yeah. You didn't have no. room for the other things. No, no cool. I.
1: And I can p- completely relate to that because yeah, sometimes it can just get so overwhelming, and like you still have to
0: live life. How how? I mean, I know your job is reading the news, processing the news, Mm -hmm. and also making jokes about the news. Mm -hmm. Does the comedy of it help? Like, does it help not feel so... It helps to have a
2: take on it and to have Mm -hmm. a bit about it. Mm
0: -hmm. And then it
2: feels like I have handled this, you know? It feels like you've you've done something about it. (laughs) I didn't do anything. But it feels (laughs) like you did, you know? I... uh, Took this bit, this horrible bit of news, and I wrote a song about it. Yeah, that's how you do it.
1: But it (laughs) is, but it is helpful because you know what? Like somebody, somebody who doesn't experience things like we do is gonna like hear your take about it and maybe think about it in a different way. You know, with a laugh or, you know, not like just processing it in a different way. So you reframing it is actually helping. So you're so accomplished and obviously. And do you have like a non-career related accomplishment that you're super proud of?
2: Mm, I love that question. What a great thing to pretend to have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you do. You do.
2: I like to paint my nails.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait you, did that, you yourself? did that? Yeah. Okay, so this is a podcast. I'm going to describe her nails. They are black, right? Black paint and like also gold? Little gold polka dots, but the polka dots are almost like little lines oh my God. pointing like a- down in a pattern. It's perfect. It looks oh like. Oh, my
1: God, you did that it yourself. It looks like a window
0: pane, like a like stained glass. Amber
1: ha- Amber
0: is a full nail tech. <laughs> <laughs> what? I love to do my nails with regular polish or like do you use like gel like it looks so professional Wow oh, okay see God.
1: look at that no I'm just so impressed I like like listeners you
0: it's like literally like a trellis <laughs> it, her nails are beautiful they're art. Like yeah. put them in the moment. They're art. So you should confused. be proud of that. I Yay. like literally. I paid for these, and mine is broke. <laughs> They're no. broken
1: No, no. Look, look at this. Yeah,
0: mine broke too. Uh, another question for you. Um, you posted a Valentine's Day animation short about cloning yourself. Yeah. And it starts with a really cute self-love story and then it turns really, really dark. I'm not going to spoil it because everyone should just scroll back through Amber Ruffin's Instagram and find it. It's so good. But you, your caption was what struck me. You said, love yourself today and every day. <laughs> and if you've seen this short, you'll be a little confused <laughs> by that caption. <laughs> I want to know why that caption and then also to you, what is what is loving yourself today and every day? look like, feel like. Thank you so much for mentioning that video. I'm so proud of it. I've I've (laughs) done all kinds of
2: shit. But that video every Valentine's Day I go this video is the shit. And I (laughs) used to do all kinds of stuff on TV and here and there and be like, that was fine. But that little animated video I think is one of the best things I've ever done. It makes me laugh so fucking hard. It's so weird. Oh my god. Um. What do I do to love myself? I don't really, I am bad at this. I don't take time out for me. I don't set aside, I, I don't have any rituals. I don't have any treats I give myself. Except your nails. Except, Except my nails. Your nails. I will sit down and do mm-hmm. my nails and I'll be like, ooh, I'm so cute. Um, but I do really like myself very badly. And oh, I, I, I love that. I don't think I'm dangerously cocky, but I would be lying if I didn't say I was cocky. Like, I like me. I think I'm great. I think I'm doing it. I think I'm cute. You are. It's bad. It's bad. I really <laughs> but wait, like, wait, but I've I've always just, felt did you this always?
0: Way. Yeah. You always felt that way? 100%. What? Do you think it's like That's from so your great. family, from your parents, or like just? It's because from I'm self. the youngest
2: of five. Right. Mm, and great. everyone yeah. said, everything I did they would go that's right good job you do it <laughs> that, what a beautiful song the baby sang a song don't you love it good job baby I did. yeah I did. and no matter yeah. what I did no matter how it looked or sounded every you know I have three <laughs> older sisters and mom and dad and my older brother mm-hmm. they would all be like oh all right You're
0: doing
2: good. I love that Uh, all the time. And then I think it really created a monster. It really did. No, it created
0: uh, such a productive monster.
2: (laughs) I do think also like it's also a combo of like, oh, well, whatever happens, happens because I'm having so much fun Mm -hmm. and fun has always been my goal instead of getting things and doing.
0: I love that. so I'm going to adjust my thoughts.
2: Because I've always the goal has always been fun and I've been chasing the fun and good stuff just happened at me but I wasn't Mm -hmm. really after that I was after how can I be the goofiest the loudest and then everything else just kind of fell into place um and I think that's why I've been allowed to be so cocky because it hasn't been it's just like yeah I can sing an improvised song and I can host a Improv show, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You can be cocky about it (laughs) how you like, but a thousand people could also do that. But you know, feeling cocky and good about that, you know, and getting that response from the audience is, I think, what created a monster.
0: I but I love the focus on. I'm. I actually want to just like circle that also, not just for people listening, but also for myself because I need to remember that the fun, yeah, the fun and following. Of making sure that you're having fun because it's that thing where it's like we we chose this industry. We chose, we didn't come from a line, long line of improvisers who made you say, we have to keep the family talk show going. Like <laughs> uh-huh. that didn't happen. So it's like you, you're doing this because it's fun yeah. and chasing the fun as opposed to chasing the accolades or like the, I don't know, the things that you've also gotten, like the viewership or the renewals, like you also got that, but not because you were chasing that. You got that because you were chasing... A really great feeling.
2: Chasing the fun.
0: Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to ever have
2: children because yuck. (laughs) So I'm my baby.
1: You talking to the right too, okay? But yeah, I do, like, I I wake up every morning with a ton of gratitude for what I get to do with my life. But sometimes I do be letting people try me and I forget, like... That this is all fun stuff that we do, so.
0: Yeah. This day may have started with these motherfuckers be trying. <laughs> motherfuckers but you know <laughs> what? We going out on the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much better now that we've talked to you. Uh, do you have anything coming up that you want to tell us about? Anything you'd like to plug? It could even be something that uh, you just love and not something that you created. Something I love
2: is... That freaking Bel Air remake is the shit. Oh, it it so is good. the shit. I saw the first it's three good. episodes. Yeah. I was like, this is the absolute best. I just didn't yeah. know you could do that. I, I've it's never so seen cool. such a thing. I've never seen a remake yeah. of something with in a, a completely different, different cast, yeah. in a completely different tone. But you still make all the connections. You still feel like it's the same people. It's insane watching it you're like
0: why aren't they making jokes mm. <laughs> like, you still like understand everything that's happening Yeah. and the guy who plays Will Smith is really good I think that they I don't know in the marketing he didn't like talk in the marketing it was a lot of like looks and like they were trying to sell drama 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 so when the show starts and he talks for the first time I was like oh and I just like his voice and his demeanor he's so good he's your perfect. baby's good Amber
2: I raised
0: him <laughs> You my, raise him, and then you yeeted him from the Super <laughs> Bowl, and I yeeted him <laughs> to LA. <laughs> that is amazing.
1: No, but um, but yeah, but we should. You should also like you know promote promote your show.
0: Also, while you're on peak,
2: <laughs> which is free, and not like yes. putting your credit card and then later they'll charge you and you forgot. We don't need your credit card number. Keep it. Don't even take it out of your wallet. Just <laughs> put your email in there. Make up an email. We'll give a fuck. We're Peacock. And then, what? The Amber and <laughs> Show. That's yeah, tagline. and you can
1: actually choose Amber as your, what, avatar. your avatar. That's right. So, what? Yes. Wow. I am doing that tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very adorable. It's a little, you know, because, you know, she's a friend. So I'm just like, is this creepy of me that I have this? <laughs> I like it.
2: Yes. <laughs> Let them make a grace avatar and see how fast I choose it. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. <laughs> thank you so much, Amber. Yeah, thank you so awesome. much for being thank you for here. Me. We were.
1: Yes. Yay. We did it. Okay, so now we're going to do our creative tap-in, in in which we tip, tip, tip in to our creativity. Amy and I are both writers, so being creative brings us joy. And this is a podcast about joy. So
0: Grace is going to surprise me with a quote about creativity, and I'm going to let her know what it makes me think.
1: Eliminate something superfluous from your life. Break a habit. Do something that makes you feel insecure. And that's by Piero Ferrucci. I'll read it again. Eliminate something superfluous from your life. Break a habit.
0: Do something that makes you feel insecure. That's great. When I think of eliminate something—and I, I say superfluous. I don't know if that's right, but I say superfluous. Oh, super- no that's idea. probably how you no, say it. No, 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 I don't know, because I said a, a until I was, like, 15. So, <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> but um, when I think of eliminate something superfluous from your life, I think—at um, first, I, I started thinking, like, Marie Kondo-style, like, stuff— But then the second part of the quote that was, um, do something that makes you insecure, break a habit. I started thinking of actions that are superfluous. And I was like, yes, there's something I, I, I won't be able to name right now what I plan to eliminate. But when I think of it that way, like break a habit, do something that makes you insecure. I think of like, what are things you do that you don't need to do? Um, mm-hmm. There's this book called, I think, Atomic Habits. I haven't read it yet. It's on my mm-hmm. list. But it's about like basically listing out the things in your day that you repeat every day and then figuring out what are the things you don't need. Um, mm-hmm. And this is what that quote makes me think of. And I I want to do this quote. It sounds like very productive. And it it sounds like when you feel insecure, when you lean into places or parts of you or, or ways of behavior that kind of... Um, Uh, like undo your norm, I think it leads to creativity. Mm -hmm. I remember we had homework in grad school at one point where our professor said, like, sleep on the other side of the bed for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And then we had to come in and talk about what it felt like. And this is what this quote makes me think of. So now I want to do it. It's cool. What does it make you think of, Grace?
1: Well, it makes me think of um, giving myself grace. Ooh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, giving myself, myself, myself you know? <laughs> but it makes me think of, like, there. I am not the most productive person. Like, I used to beat up on myself a lot for that, but I'm not. I have allowed myself to... Um, get help Mm -hmm. for things in a way that I used to feel guilty Mm -hmm. about. Um, But now I don't. So I've allowed myself to... Uh, get a meal delivery yeah. service instead of feeling like I had to cook every day. Like I used to feel like I had to cook every day because that's what I saw my mom doing. Yeah. And I felt like I wasn't being a good grown up if I didn't cook every day. Uh, so I've allowed myself to do that. Um, but still like the break a habit thing, That that's like the most interesting part of it. Like that thing that you said about sleeping on the other side of the bed. I'm just like, what are things that I have sort of become accustomed to doing all the time that I could just shake up in my life so it it does like make me excited to think about it after and see if there is anything that I could just do differently to give myself a like a different creative charge it's kind of like you know in the artist way mm-hmm. like this book that I, i live by or whatever um but in the artist's way uh they talk about taking yourself on an artist date mm-hmm. meaning like doing just like a small activity for yourself that's like outside of what you would normally do like yeah. go to a museum or whatever I love and that. so like it is it, it almost is like an art my artist date when i go on a hike or do a different kind of exercise that i am not used to doing because it's like oh like this makes my brain fire in a different way and mm-hmm. i'm seeing things that I wouldn't normally see
0: you know yeah I love that it also kind of makes me think of Amber like leaning into fun and the idea of like oh do something that makes you feel insecure like she literally sings a song about the news or whatever and I'm like oh yeah we should all find the things in our day like that's fun and weird and quirky and like different and lean into the insecurity of that and just like let yourself play
1: yeah, I think that's such a thing that you miss as an adult just in general, yeah. that sense of play or that sense of joy. And I think that's part of the reason people love having kids is because yeah. like kids remind you of that sense of play and that sense of joy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those of us who don't have them, like we can find that in our daily lives to just like, you know, put on some music Mm -hmm. and dance. Or like the other day I was like doing Tony Braxton choreography (laughs) in my bathroom. And I was just like, if anybody could see me now. But like (laughs) my favorite thing that she said today was that to chase the fun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you definitely do that at first. Like when I first started doing theater and i first started dancing when i first started singing it was just because it was fun you know there wasn't anything really attached to do it but then you know yeah. this becomes our career and then you know writing becomes work yeah. and acting becomes work and all these things become work um, but we should think about going back to that initial spark of fun that we originally had. And, and I think for any, no matter what you do, listeners, I think that you can take that because, you know, there's a reason why you chose what you chose to do with your life.
0: Ugh. Oh. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> I just want to sit in that for a moment. I really love that.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for listening to The Antidote. We hope this injected a little bit of joy into your week. I know it did mine. How about you, Amy? I feel good, girl. We should do
0: this again sometime.
1: Oh, <laughs> we'll be here next week. And in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us on social, follow me, Grace, at Gracie Act, that's
0: G-R-A-C-Y-A-C-T, And follow me, Amy, at Amy Aniobi. That's A-M-Y-A-N-I-O-B-I. And follow the show at The Antidote Pod. That's the with two E's. If you like feeling good about yourself, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye. And remember to chase the fun. The Antidote is hosted by us, Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. It's produced by Jenna Hanchard and our associate producer is Taylor Polidor. Our executive producer is Erica Krauss, and our editor is Erica Janik. Sound mixing by Evan Clark. Digital production by Miju Sayuni, talent booking by Marion Ways. Our theme music was composed and produced by TT the Artist and Cosmo the Truth. APM studio executives in charge are Chandra
1: Kavati. Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Concept created by Amy Aniobi
0: and Grace Edwards. Send us your antidotes at antidoteshow.org. And remember to follow us on social media at The Antidote Pod. That's the with two e's. The Antidote is a production of American Public Media. Ow, ow.